In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So truly, the beginning of the gospel lesson today from Luke, the disciples say, Increase our faith. Can you identify with that a little bit? How good it would be, especially when we find ourselves wavering a little bit. How comforting it would be, especially when we feel overwhelmed with all the things that life throws our way, or when we face daunting challenges. Throughout the summer, the readings that we've had from the Gospel of Luke have had the disciples really struggle sometimes with what it meant for them to follow Jesus. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we're having the same struggle, struggle, not knowing what exactly it is Jesus wants us to do or not feeling certain that we can do everything that Jesus is expecting of us. From the moment that these disciples left their reasonably ordinary lives in order to respond to Jesus' invitation to follow him, the disciples really were facing a steep learning curve. And they heard Jesus' challenge that says, take up your cross daily and follow me. So the disciples have been learning all that Jesus' call for them entails. And they're discovering that being called to follow Jesus isn't something that just happens one time. It's a lifelong pilgrimage of growing and learning and practicing, even when challenges come our way or even when we fail and we do. In the verses just prior to this passage, Jesus had been explaining to them, for example, how much we should forgive, how important forgiveness is. And that can be a tough one. Do we still hold some resentments inside? Or are we free to forgive anyone who hurts us? or even if they intended to or not, changes the way we think about them. So following Jesus means decisively different things from those who are fixated on honor or status or recognition. And sometimes Jesus would lift up as an example of those folks, the Pharisees who then were a negative example. So here's what Jesus is saying. Faithful disciples must not ignore or despise anyone who is outcast or vulnerable. Jesus demonstrates a model of faithfulness that calls for self-sacrificing love and generosity in forgiving one another. And so in response to that, the disciples say, 
well, increase our faith so that we can do this. And I don't blame them. Jesus is asking a lot. And if you know anything about the disciples and the stories that are told about them, you know that they weren't always up to the task of doing what Jesus was expecting them to do. In fact, right from the beginning in Luke, when Jesus was calling the disciples, um, Peter's first response to Jesus was, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. And then later, we know that when Jesus went up to the Mount of Olives and asked his disciples to pray and wait with him and watch, they fell asleep. And then Judas betrays Jesus, and Peter denies Jesus, and the disciples run away after Jesus is put in the tomb, after he's crucified. They weren't the best examples, perhaps, of discipleship, but they're honest examples, and sometimes we reflect them or they reflect us. So their heartfelt prayer invites us to ask what they are truly seeking for themselves and how that resonates maybe with our deepest yearnings. So how do you hear their request when they say, increase our faith? Is there a voice of humble recognition that they don't have what they need? coupled with the confidence to ask in faith, we need faith? Is this a, yes, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief moment? Or does their cry for increased faith give voice to their worry and fear about their lack of faith and what that means? Similar, maybe, to our own worries about things in life, like, Will we have enough money to retire? What can we possibly do to make sure we have a little time left at the end of the week? Do we have enough strength to do what we need to do just to survive from day to day? Sometimes we think of faith as something that can be quantified, stored up, held in reserve, kind of like a spiritual savings account that we can accumulate for a while, and then when we need it, we just dip in there and we sustain ourselves. Viewing faith as though it were a measurable quantity of something we possess can lead us then to feelings of anxiety or shame or despair when we realize, oh, we haven't saved up enough. And then these feelings rise quickly, and they give us doubt and shame. And it seems like others perhaps have more faith than we do, or have more knowledge than we do. Sometimes we might admire those who know the Bible better than we do, or can pray better than we do, or can face those tough times like they do and we can't. We look to those who are able to face things with courage and grace, and we wish that we could be a little bit more like them, presuming the difference between them and us 
is the amount of faith that they have and the lack of faith that we have. So, so often in our human life then, we struggle with these feelings of failure, these doubts, these challenges, and maybe a hundred times a day or more we pray, God, increase our faith. So the prayer of the disciples is our prayer as well. So then, what happened in the gospel lesson? Did Jesus say, well, this is how it works. If you do this, your faith is increased. If you don't do this, you will have a lack of faith. He doesn't respond that way. He doesn't map out a specific program for the disciples to follow in order to develop faith. Instead, he talks about mustard seeds and servanthood. Mustard seeds, if you've made your own mustard, you know exactly how large they are or small they are. They're small, but they flourish in surprising ways. Even more, Jesus challenges us to reframe our thinking. At its heart, faith is not a thing to be possessed. We can't measure it. It doesn't increase or decrease. It's not about size. It's not about power. Rather, faith is a gift that we all have. And where does that gift come from? It comes from God. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. We don't even have anything to do with the faith that we have. We might try so hard to grow in our faith, but it's a gift from God. And it's a gift to be exercised. And it's a gift that calls us into relationship with God and those around us. The truth about relationships is that they can never only happen in the abstract, right? It's the difference between knowing about someone and actually knowing them. It's the difference between knowing about love or actually having someone love you. It's the difference between accepting certain ideas about God like this is what I know, in terms of trusting in God. Love isn't measured. It's expressed. So too faith is not a possession to be stored up and measured, but a practice, a way of life that we must embrace. Faith is living out God's love for us and our love for God. And then faith flourishes in surprising ways. And so Jesus moves from talking about mustard seeds, which are tiny yet vigorous, to talking about living the life of a servant. Jesus describes how the work of the servant is never truly done, right? You work all day, you come home, and then you work even more. Jesus describes how that work is never done, and that there are no bonuses 
or even special recognitions for doing what God calls them to do. In this, Jesus speaks both to those among us who are concerned that our faith isn't big enough, strong enough, or good enough, and to those of us who might get caught up in a little resentment or despair that maybe the efforts that we put in to living a faithful life or to be part of an active congregation isn't always recognized or appreciated or affirmed. Jesus challenges us where our motivations then finally get turned around. So within that challenge, this is what God, I hope, will have us here today. We hear Christ's assurance that God's grace is sufficient, is enough, that our place in the plan of God is secure, and that even the faith that we sometimes want to increase is a gift from God and is enough for us in that moment. Although we ask for more, Christ promises us that it is enough. Jesus himself shows us that by taking on the servant's role, giving himself for our benefit, we can do the same. And so from the mustard seed to the cross and all the places in between, God's grace is enough and God's love for us increases. That's the incredibly powerful and lovely message from the Gospel of Luke today. What a refreshing one to hear. Amen.